Well, good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast, Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, August 4th, 2022. And our top story today, the Fed hikes interest rates. But what's it mean for you? Well, joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Karishma Vanjani is a journalist with Barron's. Karishma, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, this is this is great. And uh, this is a perfect follow-up. So last week, I think the Federal Reserve Board announced an interest rate increase. So uh, a lot of people are asking, well, how does this interest rate hike, what does this mean for average consumers? And I know you did a piece, one of your many pieces um, in Barron. So what does this mean for consumers? If, you know, everyday shoppers, people out there, uh, you know, see this hike, what does this mean? Sure. Um, so the idea behind the story was that my roommate asked me, oh, Fed is increasing rates. But how does that affect me, right? So I was like, wait, it does affect you. It affects all of us. Because um, what happens is that people look at it at, at the upper level, because this is a benchmark rate. It's happening here. Does it really impact us here? Some people think that, oh, the Fed hike right rate hike means my bank interest rate hike, uh, interest um, uh, hikes up which is sort of true, but it's an indirect relationship. And I think that's really important to remember. Um, so the way the Fed rate hike works is that when Fed increases its rate, it sort of has an indirect impact on the prime rate. And now prime rate is the one that credit card issuers are sort of basing their rates on. So they charge prime rate plus about three percentage points. Um, mm -hmm. So the prime rate increases because of the benchmark rate then prime rate plus three percentage points, it all goes to the consumer. So your credit card um, rate increases, not just that, it also has an impact on auto car loans. Uh, if you go out to buy a car right now, expect uh, a higher interest rate on that. Mortgages, uh, mortgages work a little differently. The adjusted mortgage rate would be impacted, whereas the fixed mortgage rate will also have an impact, but a lesser one. Yeah, really good information. I wanna unpack this. I want to talk about credit card and credit card debt in the second segment, because I think that's a topic. So many Americans, I think there's one point six trillion dollars in student mm -hmm. loan debt, but credit card debt's even higher. But let's just talk a little bit about you mentioned interest rates uh, for, for a checking account or a savings account. Now, those have been notoriously low, right? I mean, those have been very low for so long. And so a lot of people keeping money in, 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 a, in a, a bank account may not get very much interest is now the time to shop around like say you're banking with company x should you look at company y or maybe even look online to some of these other banks to see what the rates might be yeah so that's a great question so what we must remember is that yes we can shop around there are credit unions that offer credit cards with a cap of 18 percent uh, but all in all you will see higher rates irrespective um the average right now is about 17.35%. That's so much higher than what we started this year. Um, we started this year with a 16.3%. Um, now that's the average, which basically means that if you pull a bunch of credit cards somewhere around 100 and you take an average of all the ABRs or the annual percentage rate that they're all offering, that has ticked up, which basically means that, yes, you can go around, try to shop, but if the average is high, most of the credit cards that you're seeing out there will offer you a um, higher interest rate if you don't pay out of that. So yeah. one great sort of uh, takeaway from this is that try to pay your balance in full if you can. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that is to, to stop things from getting out of control, whether the interest rate is zero or 17 percent, it's always best to do your best to con constrict your shopping and also pay off your balance. But the cost of borrowing, let's just take an auto automotive loan. First of all, Karishma, the cost of a, car, a new car going up through the roof, right? So on top of that car, you're going to pay at or above sticker at least and, you know, get your opinion on this, but, you know, you talk to Consumer Reports or AAA or some of these other automotive brands, you're going to pay way more. Now, on top of that, the cost to borrow may go up because of interest rates. That's really putting a lot of pressure on the average consumer on top of gas prices and food prices. Yeah, no, you're completely right. There's a lot of pressure on the consumer. The part of the reason why car prices are high is because of supply chain stuff, right? You don't have car parts reaching um at you know at the right time um so things are very different from what they used to be in pre-pandemic um so the auto loan rate if you want to talk about that then you know if, if i'm going outside to go buy a car i would probably see an average rate of uh almost about five percent and an interesting data point here is that the record price or the record um auto loan rate that we've seen is 5.3 percent that was at the beginning of 2012 so we're really approaching that number very quickly here um, again, that's, you know, in a way because of the trickle down effect of the Fed's um, rate hike. Um, the good part about the Fed rate hike here is that, you know, it tries to, the intention here is to get the inflation under control. So, um, so it can possibly in one way mean that all of the impacts that we're seeing of high interest rate could be transitory in some way. Yeah. And, and look, that, at the end of the day, consumers are, are getting it from, we're all getting it from both ends, right? Uh, the cost to borrow is going up, but then the cost to go to a nice restaurant or the cost to even feed a family of four by going to the grocery store, that premium, there's a premium for gas that's going up. So there's, and you, and you mentioned supply chain. Um, last question before we go to uh, commercial, and you made reference to mortgage rates. I know there's not a direct correlation between what the Fed does and mortgage rate mortgage rates. But it does seem like the mortgage rates, after a little bit of an ebb, have continued to go up and continue to and continue to, to spike, uh, maybe more than what people uh, has seen. What's the impact uh, to mortgage rates um, overall? Sure. So mortgage rates really come in two flavors here. One is adjustable rate and one is a 30 or fixed rate that people know more about the adjustable rate is more likely it's it. so you go ahead and get a house the interest rate will be locked in for 10 years and then uh for the next part of the uh, remaining term loan you'll have to sort of pay whatever the current rate is for that um so that has been the one that has been impacted more than the 30-year fix because 30-year fixes you know it's, it's more it, it's fixed for whatever uh time that you're getting it um and so the adjustable rate that was before the Fed uh, increased rate last week in Venice was at 5.07%. And um, that's still, you know, and, and the fixed, fixed rate was 5.67%. Now, the highest fixed rate that we've had on the 30-year mortgage loan has been 5.9%. Again, that's another part of the economy that's coming close to the record high. Um, so, yeah, as we discussed, consumer is being pressured. It's very hard for me to go buy a house right now. If I could, I wouldn't at this time. Um, so that's, that's where we are. Um, I was talking to my sources about, you know, some of those that are trying to buy houses. And one of them went ahead and uh, put down a down payment in December. 
his point was that, uh, well, you know, maybe inflation will pass, maybe rates won't be high, because that was sort of the stance of the Fed, uh, Federal Reserve last year. They they were really on the, uh, they were really talking about how, you know, there won't be a need to raise interest rate, um, and high prices would be transitory. Of course, that stance has changed as things have changed, and. Um, that source right now is trying to lock in a better rate at 3.6%. Um, but of course, it's going to be hard for him to do that. Yeah. I mean, look, the Fed, obviously their language, everyone watches the language. I think more people spend time looking at the Fed, the chairman's body language, and also what he he says uh, mm-hmm. to try to decouple and understand. But, you know, clearly interest rates are on the rise, mortgage rates are on the rise. We, we're going to see more of an impact on, on housing and other cost of borrowing. Karishma, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about credit cards, your credit card debt, and managing that, and interest rates. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docuseries. 33 years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you got to start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're going to change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. 
Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Karishma Vanjani. She is a journalist with Barron's. Karishma, thanks so much for sticking with us this morning. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that the interest rate talk didn't chase you off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's, talk about, let's talk about credit cards because for a while during the pandemic, I just mm-hmm. want to you know, paint a picture here. For a while yeah. during the pandemic, people were paying off their credit card. People weren't mm-hmm. spending as much money. It was almost like people heeded all the things that we talk about in the retirement industry, which is save money, save money, save money, paying down mm-hmm. that debt. Now you, you look post-pandemic, you look now, people are actually spending more money. Credit card debt is going up. What's your, mm-hmm. what's your, what are your thoughts about that? So, well, I think the part that we all should pay uh, special interest here or attention here, sorry, to is lower income consumers. The second they start defaulting on their rates, that's when we know that we are in a big problem because, you know, their sort of interest rates or the APR is more likely higher than the average one. So right now we are about we are at about 17.35%. That's an average. Expect that for a lower income consumer with a not so great credit profile to have a higher than 17.35%. So when they start defaulting, uh, that's when we know that we are in trouble and we can sort of expect a higher wave of defaults going from there. Um, Good part to remember in recent sort of earnings with JP Morgan and Wells Fargo, they have sort of pointed to uh, you know, the lower income consumers, but again, the default rate stands very low. And with JP Morgan, one good thing to remember they are mostly a credit card sort of their credit cards are more um in, sort of in their credit cards is it more for the wealthy consumer if i can say that um but or rather for the consumer which can sort of in in one way afford it um because if you go to see with chase the sapphire preferred um the last i checked had a 95 dollar annual maintenance fee so that's that's one way to see it as okay when these guys point out the lower consumer they don't have so much of an exposure to a lower income consumer but you know even them saying that let's pay attention the default rates are sticking up but just by a slight amount it's something that we should pay attention to yeah and and so interest rates on these cards they're already high they're going up um let's just remind the audience that paying the minimum that is net, you know the minimum that they show in your statement, whether you know your digital statement now because they don't even mail statements anymore. But if you pay the minimum, you're basically just paying into the interest. You're not paying the principal. That's probably not a great rule of thumb, right? I mean, you want to in a time of rising rates, you mm-hmm. want to make sure that you are paying as much of your balance as you can on one side, and on the flip side, don't spend as much money if you can avoid it. Yeah, but that's easier said than done, right? <laughs> it is. It is. And I'm being very gen- general here, but you're right. It's easier said than done. I get it. It is definitely easier said than done. But let me give you a very sort of eye-popping number here that my source told me. Um, given the current sort of over 17% um, interest rate on credit cards on average, if you go ahead and take a $5,000 balance and you only pay your minimum payments, nothing more, you would need 187 months. That's, I think, from my calculation, about 15 years. To pay it off and that on that 5,000 balance you have 5,872 interest so that's like more than the balance is what you've paid in interest in all this yeah. time that's if you go ahead and pay the minimum balance and that's to your point of how paying minimum balance can sort of hurt you um, and it's just not enough um, so of course paying your balance in full is great another option here is the zero percent balance transfer card there are a lot of companies out there that are offering you know for you to transfer your balance from one card to another at a zero percent fee, but again, the caveat here with that is that you shouldn't constantly keep on doing that because 
you'll then just be in a loop of where you're just constantly transferring um, your balance to 0% fee all the time and never really paying it off. And, and it, it really hurts your credit score, right? Because you're, you're, you're diluting the, the, the tenure of, of credit that you have. So that's probably not a great approach either. I mean, look, it's easier said than done. A lot of people are facing very difficult times. Uh, do you think we do a good job? My last question, and this is kind of a softball, but I want to get your opinion on this because you cover things like banking and interest rates. Do we do a good job educating our fellow citizens, educating people about credit card debt, managing their finances? You know, it's pretty easy to get a credit card these days. Anybody and their mother can walk out, get a credit card. You could have a 400 score. You could have no credit score, right? You could have no history and still get a credit card. Do we do a good job and can we do better in terms of educating people about some of the things we just talked about? I think I want to double down on your point around how easy it is to get credit. Um, you can just walk in and get a credit card. And even if you make the amount of payments in the next few months, your sort of your credit limit will increase. It's again, because it's not very difficult to get a credit card, it's not very difficult to be in debt. And that's um, if I have to go really macro on this, I want to say that's that's something that's very um, U.S. specific. When you look at developing countries, the idea of being on debt is not is not so common. Um, and just to sort of take a step back here, if you go to India, the idea of credit cards aren't so common, um, and that's partly because you know credit is not so easily available. So it's both it, it's a double sided sword here. Being credit being easily available is a good thing for the economy, right? Like people are able to spend then. But again, you get debt. People that probably can't pay are but are constantly sort of spending their money. Um, do we do a good job of educating our consumers or people about paying off the debt? Well, I think we're trying to do it because there are sort of, you know, when you do get your statement, you will see sort of the remarks as to, okay, this is what has happened to your credit score. Um, this is what you can do, da, da, da. and there are sort of ways uh, that one can learn more about it. But at the same time, just the whole idea about how easily the credit is available, you sort of get swamped in it. There are new credit card companies coming, you know, now and then that sort of offer you different ways to sort of get onto their plan and in a way pay off your credit card. But that again is it's in a way. Um, putting you more under that because if you go to see there are credit cards out there they'll offer you a chance to sort of get on their line and they will sort of combine all your credit cards um, so if i have a chase if i have a wells fargo if i have an american express um there's a company out there that will take all of that put it under one line and will pay off with sort of pay off minimum payments but again you you got to see what's the sort of uh black and white story here what's there in the fine print um so it's important to see those things uh while, you know, because credit is available so easily, don't just go ahead and take the next credit card that offers you a $200 reward. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit, but that's something that I, I did earlier. I was like, okay, this is giving me $200. I need that specific dress. It'll be helpful to get the free $200. Um, but then, you know, at the end of the day, you're just sort of, you just have more things to keep track of. And just given... Um, you know, how busy we can get, it can get difficult to sort of keep track of five credit cards with different minimum payment due dates. Yeah, well, I could tell you in the mail every day, my wife and I get three, four or five credit card offers. And let me tell you, this is out to the credit card companies. We don't need any more credit cards. I don't. Jody, my wife, doesn't. 
Please don't send them. Don't waste your postage. Karishma Vanjani, so great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Well, lovely talking with you, Jeffrey. And that wraps up this episode of BRN AM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? We'll visit our website and our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.